Welcome to True Crime Daily. Even though the stories you'll hear are short, they are very much intended for an adult audience. The stories you'll hear cover some very serious subject matter, and they contain content that will be alarming for some listeners. Today's story will be very hard to hear. It deals with serious violence against the child. Listener discretion is advised. This is the horrific story of the short-lived life of Adrian Jones. In his seven years, he saw more horror than most will see in a lifetime. This is a story that will constantly have you asking, why and how? Why would someone ever do what was done to Adrian Jones? How were these people allowed to get away with it for so long? Wednesday the 25th of November 2015, police receive a call. It's a report of a domestic disturbance. Heather Jones has claimed her husband tried to shoot her at their house in Kansas City. Attending officers had no idea what they're about to uncover when they arrived at the Joneses that afternoon. Police walked into a filthy, trash-covered house. Bullet holes decorated the walls. Dead mice were a common sighting. More syringes and pornography was available than there was food in the cupboard. The couple at the centre of the domestic disturbance was Michael and his second wife, Heather Jones. This father and stepmother shared their shithole with seven children. Adrian included. The domestic disturbance call resulted in Michael being charged with aggravated battery and aggravated assault. Heather had claimed that Michael had tried to shoot her, and maybe it was her way of getting back at him, but she told police something that day, something I'm sure no officer would expect to hear when responding to a call like this. She told them that if they looked around the property, they would find the remains of a boy, a boy named Adrian. Once upon a time, Adrian lived with his biological mother. The Kansas Department of Children and Families stepped in when it was discovered that the three-year-old Adrian was being left home alone, unattended. The authorities saw it fit to step in and intervene in the safety of this child, but it would end up being the worst thing that could have happened to him. With his father and stepmother, Adrian lived in a house, not a home. This house was equipped with 20-plus security cameras. Between them and his stepmother's phone, the nightmare that he was forced to call life was well documented. In a makeshift pig pen, police found what was left of Adrian Jones. The discovery led to the quick arrest of Michael and Heather Jones. Police had to answer the question that no one should ever even have to ask. Why was a seven-year-old's body fed to the pigs? Digging through the security footage, it showed the aggressive decline in Adrian's life. It showed the torture he endured, the torture that became way of life for him. If it wasn't a beating with both fists and bats Adrian was facing on a particular day, he was being locked in a shower with chopping boards strapped to his body to stop him from sitting down for hours. Other days he would spend hour after hour forced to stand up, neck deep in stagnant water in the house's swimming pool. His life was nothing but hell at the hands of his father and stepmother. The shower, the beatings, the pool all came routinely. A stun gun was a go-to for the psychotic pair masquerading as parents. That and handcuffs, something Adrian was forced to wear with his hands above his head, again for hours at a time. There are a few photos that show Adrian as a happy kid, rare glimpses of a time long ago in his short life. The photos kept on Heather's phone of Adrian's last few months show an unrecognisable kid, visibly malnourished, his eyes sunken, his teeth completely rotten. The Joneses would often taunt the hungry Adrian by placing a plate of food in front of him while handcuffing him and forcing a bar of soap into his mouth. 
Food and water were often used as tools of torture. It would almost seem that Adrian was never in a moment of comfort in the time he spent with Michael and Heather. It wasn't uncommon that Adrian would spend nights outside, with his wrist bound behind his back, shivering in the cold. This information did not come by way of confession. Again, the horrific life that Adrian was forced to live by one of the people he should have been able to trust unconditionally was all captured on round-the-clock surveillance at the house. Heather habitually photographed the tortured Adrian on her phone. At her arrest, she asked her landlady to help her retrieve photos of her other kids from the phone. The landlady found photo after photo of Adrian. Horrific photos, but it feels as if they were taken from a position of satisfaction on Heather's part. She would often document Adrian's injuries, including photos of his shredded face and lips from trying to chew out of the chopping board and the plywood boards that he was put behind. She often complained to her Facebook about the stresses of dealing with Adrian, referencing an episode of the TV show The Walking Dead where a character shoots a child in the back of the head. Adrian was forced to suffer the abuse for the majority of his short life. The two adults he lived with, for whatever sick reason, escalated the abuse to a level that most adults would struggle to deal with in the last nine months of his life. He did everything he could to stay alive. He fought every single day. The horror of Adrian's life would carry through to his death. With all the torture, he would ultimately die from starvation. Although it was rare, he would sometimes go unrestrained in the house of Jones. The fridge and the cupboards had been alarmed to stop him from accessing food. Police found his remains left on the property on the 25th of November. Heather confessed he'd actually died on the 28th of September while standing in the shower for hours. The Joneses left him in the shower for two weeks after his death. His body was only moved after Michael had purchased and starved the pigs. His father threw his lifeless body in with the pigs for them to eat. Michael and Heather Jones pled guilty, wanting to avoid the horrendous details of Adrian's murder coming to light in a trial. They were both given life in prison. Here you might find yourself wondering, how did this go on for so long? Just three months after Adrian was removed from his mother's house and placed with Michael, authorities were called. Allegations were made that Michael had guns on the property and Heather was often high on drugs. Neighbours reported that Adrian was being beaten and choked often by Heather. Allegations were made that drugs were being sold from the house and neighbours even saw Adrian eating from trash cans. Multiple reports against the family weren't enough for the authorities to step in and do something. Drugs, guns, beatings and children eating from the trash couldn't prompt an intervention. Adrian himself couldn't even get help when he was crying out for it. During one investigation into the allegations, Adrian told child services that his father would kick him so hard in the back of the head that a little bone would come out. He told child services how he was forced to do push-ups all day. This was a five-year-old asking an adult for help, and none was given. There was once a small ray of hope. Adrian spent a couple of months in a treatment centre, following one of the many allegations against the family. There he was diagnosed with PTSD. He was given back to Michael and Heather, provided they follow an aftercare plan. They didn't. In 2017, Adrian's law was introduced into Kansas City. 
It mandates children alleged to be victims of abuse or neglect to be visually observed by an employee of the Kansas Department of Children and Families or a representative of the law enforcement agency investigating the report. Too little, too late for Adrian Jones though.